he strikes fear into me like no striker does in the league. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Black and White FPL podcast. Game week one is done and dusted. FPL is firmly back. I'm coming at you today on a Friday, a little bit late on in the week. Um, But I've been in Dublin for the past few days and uh, yeah, just got back last night, Slancha and all that. So do not doubt my commitment to a podcast getting this up for you because I came in quite late last night from that fucking flight. So yeah, but we're back. And uh, I'm here bringing you all of the news that you need to hear before game week two starts. We get this down years before that deadline at 6.15 today. So coming up on the pod this week, we've got my game week one review, how I got on after the first week of action. We've got some news on some certain defenders, on some injury woes and some speculation on whether we, they will be starting or not. Uh, a look at Madison versus Richarlison for our Spurs attacking slots if you want them. Uh, Man City's recent woes in attack and the lack of attacking options they have at the minute and who you should be picking up for that spot in your team. As well as captaincy picks for this week because it is up for debate for a lot of people so i let's just kick off game week one review we are firmly firmly back and uh you know what it's not a bad start it's not a bad start by any means i'm currently setting at 1.4 million and 15 thousand in the world after a game week of 76 points so not terrible not bad i think i'll take it um only six points off the main the main mini league lead so yeah and that's that's all we really care about at the end of the day isn't it you know no one's gonna we're not going into this to win the full thing you just want to beat your mates don't you um but i a little visual glitch has got 91 points i wish i fucking had 91 points to be honest but i um so it's a little bit hard for us to actually remember how many points my players got but yeah, returns from Johnston in goal of a clean sheet. A stupidan with a late assist and free bonus. Absolutely wonderful. Even though he did get yellow carded. So, yeah, we take them. Uh, Chilwell with an assist as well. He could have had a goal as well, but it was ruled out. Rightfully so, to be fair. But, yeah, bit annoying on that one, but still decent return there. Uh, Karamatoma with an assist. Bakayo Saka with a goal and an assist for a 10 point. I think it was a goal and assist, wasn't it? Or was it just a goal and free bonus? It was just a goal and free bonus. Pardon me. Um, and then, yeah, up front, Holland captain, 26 points, happy days, and Ollie Watkins with five. I did have Yao Pedro on my bench for a seven-pointer, which is a little bit annoying, but, yeah, I might have to try and find some ways to squeeze him in now because, yeah, he looks he looks pretty good. Uh, other players on the team, Matty Cash I had for a minus one on the bench. Uh, Gabriel, obviously, we'll get onto him in a little bit. Phil Foden as well, talk about him, and double blanks from the Man U boys, which was slightly annoying having to watch their game in an Irish pub because they were fucking dreadful on Monday night. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they didn't turn over Wolves in the way that I thought they would. So, um, yeah, let's just let's let's get right into the meat of this. So, starting off with the uh starting off with the defensive issues that i think a lot of people are having at the minute and just the conundrum around a lot of that so obviously we had a lot of snubs in game week one for players not starting or getting injured so obviously that city game we had diaz and stones both benched um resulting in the stones price drop as well there gabrielle also being benched uh which was 
mental. I don't think anyone was going to see that like drop for the first time in ages. Uh, led to a lot of people going to Saliba instead. Uh, this was news that I caught so late. Uh, I didn't even know it was happening before the deadline, so I had no chance to switch. But I'm fine with having them, having them about for now. And then obviously recently we've seen Reese James pick up his first injury of the season, which we'll see him out for. I think it's a couple of. I think it's a few months. I'm not too sure though. Um, fact check that if you want, but I know for certain he is injured. And we also had, oh god, the FPL bullshit has started already this season. We had one of the most fucked up things I've ever seen in my life. So if you weren't around Twitter yesterday, someone started a rumour that Pervis Estupinan of Brighton, the most owned defender in the game, did his ACL. <laughs> now, I don't know the legitimacy behind this. I don't even know if this is, this is still going around or if this has been debunked yet because I've not seen concrete evidence that he is actually fit I was looking on Ben Dinnery's Twitter today I was trying to look on um, I was trying to look and see if Deserby done his presser yet I couldn't find anything to definitively say that a stupid nine is out he was pitched in training the, um, the other day so I think he's fine I think he's fine I think this is all just a, a little bit of a hoax and a little giggle and a little joke and a ha-ha so but <laughs> It's just funny, man. It's just funny, man. Like, whoever did that's a bastard. Whoever did that's a prick, man. Um, so rude. So, so rude. Um, but I, but I, um, yeah, I think the, so the obvious, so the obvious main ones that I mentioned there are obviously James, Gabriel, Stones, and Diaz. Starting with the City boys, um, Man City's defence is stacked at the minute, so they have they have a lot of options, and with the way that Pep plays now, with that back, with that like pseudo back three, um, with the two in front in the midfield, it's weird to it's weird to really predict because you know you've got Rico Lewis and John Stones who can play that role as well as the other midfielders in the team. And then you've got the choice of centre-halves. You've got Aki, you've now got Vardial, you've got Kyle Walker, you've got Ruben Diaz. Laporte looks like he's on his way out, so eliminate him from the equation. But there is still so many options. So with Stones and Diaz, I think I think they're fine to keep around for now. Um, if I was in your position, I think, if anything, I'd just be rolling this week. I think having yourself in a position to... Rolling game week two is a goal that a lot of people should set for themselves. You know, having if you've if you're able to roll in game week two, you know that you're confident in your team and you've made a good team to last. So, and having those two transfers with more information, a bigger sample size of players, and a bigger tell of how teams are going to be playing this season, or at least for the early part of the year, um, is so beneficial to your transfers down the line. So, if I had either of those, I think I'd just be keeping at the minute. So I I wouldn't be worrying too much about those, and we'll stay on City a little bit later. Uh, but on James and do I mean I was gonna say on the Stupinan, but a Stupinan's fine, surely he is. He has to be, man. There's no way he's not. He's not flagged in the game or anything, so hopefully he's good. Uh, but on James and Gabriel, starting off with Gabriel again. This is a position that I have landed myself in, which is really annoying because it just it just seemed a bit strange. He seemed like a V nailed centre half in that team. Vanille defender in that team, if anything, you know, you'd almost, I think a lot of people would almost be saying he would have more security over Ramsdale with the signing of David David Raya. No, but obviously that's not the case, it would seem. So, 
again, for me, Gabriel, it just seems like a keep for me. I don't feel the need to sell him on instantly. If we have another, if we have another game where he is benched or he's dropped for whatever reason, then yeah, I'll definitely consider taking him out. But for now, I see, I see no reason to put myself in a position where I've not got two transfers for next for next week. It just seems daft for me to take him out when he's he's clearly fit. He can play. He's one of our best defenders. He starts. He started nearly every game last season. I'm pretty sure. You know, I, I see no reason to take him out at the minute, apart from the scepticisms. So, you know, if if your if your scepticisms and your worries are that strong, then you know I'm not one to tell you not what to do. That's just me. But for me personally, I think he's a keep at the minute. And then Reese James is obviously a sell. Now, who could you go for? Plenty of options. Obviously, the main one is Ben Chilwell. Bit annoying if um, you do not catch the price rise on this because he is one of the couple of players to catch a rise so far this season, along with Alexander Izak and a few more as well, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, he is currently at 5.6% after his assist the other week and he looks very good. His heat map was bonkers. He plays so high in this system, it's crazy. And I'm really excited to see what he can do. Um, if not though, you know, you have you have players like Luke Shaw, I don't think our Tottenham game is too bad with Forrest coming after. Um you obviously have the City Boys as well. There's Saliba if you want to draw for him. A couple of the cheaper ones if you want to open up some money as well. Like there's there's plenty of options to go down. You can really just you can really do whatever at this point because you know you've got five point five money as one of the most expensive defenders in the game. There's so much to go for. Um you dodgy as well from uh, from Spurs, he looked he looked okay um in their game against Brentford. Um you've got you know, this like I say, there's so many, so many options. Like it really is up to you on just picking who picking who you think, you know, do you go are you going for you know, some explosiveness like you're, like you're expecting from James. You want to go with safety. You want to pick someone who's got a good run. There's plenty of options. Rico Henry as well, I think, is a good shout, to be fair. Um, but if if it was me, if I was in a position, I think Chilwell is just the obvious option if you've got the money in the bank. So, yeah, that is it on the defenders. Hopefully, people can navigate that quite well. Um, moving on, I wanted to touch on Madison versus Richarlison. So, um, going into this... First game, we obviously knew the Kane situation was hitting boiling point and nearly hitting its climax of him going to Bayern Munich, which it has. And it led to a lot of people going with Richarlison, as he is a 7 million out of position midfielder who is playing up front. I'm just going to check his ownership right now, actually. He's currently sat on 4.1%. Big differential. Big, big, big differential, and is 0.5 million cheaper than Madison. Do I think that Richarlison is a bad pick? No. Do I think he's the pick right now, though? I don't think so. I don't think so. Look, he was he struggled hugely in that um in that Tottenham side last season. He really did. He really struggled to find his feet and find his footing. Um, you know, how many other appearances he had and with with the struggles that he had in that team, it would find, it would find for me to be really hard to bring him in. At this point in time, you know, with not much, not much know-how on how he's actually going to do this season, I think it's definitely a better case of waiting and seeing. Because you know, I was listening to the Planet FPL podcast um, last night on the plane home, and you know, James was saying, if you're in that nine rule at Tottenham, you're going to play that rule. It's not like 
you know, Richarlison is not Kane. He can't drop in and link up play like he can. He can't allow the wingers to push forward. He can't chop and change with the the man behind the striker as well. You know, he can't he can't really synergize with a ten that well as as good as Kane could. You know, there's no one that could do it like him. So for me at least, Madison is by far the better pick at the minute. The two assists, you know, he's got he's got quality. He's got quality. We've seen that when the team is doing well, this man can really do some damage and to set up both goals on your first game is is no mean feat. He really did look good. Really did look good. His final ball's quality when no chance creation's excellent. His creativity, his his ball movement, he got goals in him as well. He's he's so good. He's so good. He can come off the left, he can play through the middle. He's great. He's great. I think if you have the money, by far by far Madison is the better pick. But if you're sat on Richardson right now, I'm not gonna I wouldn't tell you to rush out because again it comes back to the fact I would want two transfers in game week three and i want to put faith in the players that i picked in game week one i would give it another week i would give it another week's thought and just see what happens because he's a big enough differential where you can really get some good gains if he gets a goal or two like if he hauls you're laughing like you are laughing um there's obviously color service there as well at uh, seven million same price who i'm a big fan of color i really do think he's a good player uh, he, he's had a good season in fantasy before when he came on loan from Juventus back in the 2021-22 season. He looked good then. And, you know, you know we can do it at this level. So, again, he's something to keep in mind as well. So, Madison, for me, is definitely the better pick. And then, you know, you've also got Son there as well at 9 million who looked quiet, to say the least. He did not look as lively as he did. I think with, with no Kane... It's it's certainly sink or swim for Young Min Son, whether he's going to kick on and be that star man in the team, or he's going to completely crumble because he's not got a reliable strike partner to play off and set him up for goals and also set up a striker for goals. So with Son, it's a very very tricky one, and unless he can synergize well with Madison and Richarlison and Kulusevski. It's going to be tough for me to pick him at a minute unless he gets into a little bit of form or we see a good run from Spurs uh, fixture-wise and you really want to take a whack on it. Because, let's be real, our fixtures aren't too bad coming up. I mean, Bournemouth, Burnley, Blades, 3-4-5, and five, where I think I might, want a bit of, I might want a bit of action on Madison. That could be a move that I'd be wanting to make. Maybe he's get rid of Foden if I want to. Uh, and then, you know, you do have Arsenal and Liverpool in between there. But then straight after you're coming into a run of Luton, Fulham and Palace. So there's six great games there after Man United. But yeah, um, speaking of Spurs, to be fair, if I if you are on that Man United double up, which I'm just going to mention briefly, I will be starting both against the Spurs defence, to be honest, because again, they looked a little bit ropey. Uh, Vicario does not look the most confident at the minute. He could be one of them keepers like Kepa where you can just pop shots from range, really test him and just hope to force a mistake or something like that. You know, if you get we saw the goal they conceded, he really did not look as um as confident as a keeper should be in between the sticks. So for me with the deadliness that they've got, you know, if if Bruno's stepping up for a pen, you know, they've they've got some they've got a couple of clumsy defenders in there as well. You know, the chance of a pen is as high as it could get when, you know, playing against an opposition side. I think Spurs is one of them teams where you could where you could see a pen happening 
at any point if, it, if it's getting a bit nervy and you know there's a lot of pressure on that back line you can see more Romero slipping up Dyer players like that uh Van der Ven as well I didn't I didn't really um I didn't really get too much of a too much of a tell on him either but you know young lad I'm sure he's got a lot to learn and uh, come through but yeah if I do have the Man United boys like myself if you do have them I'd be starting them both that's a certain so let's move on now uh, Man City. Let's have a talk about them. Obviously, we mentioned Stones, Diaz, Vardiol, all their defenders. We mentioned them, but the attacking options are now the main focal point. That's the main talking point in a minute. There's a lot of debate and just just talk about who's going to be starting now because obviously we saw Kevin De Bruyne get injured, and like I said, the Formation of Pep's players at the minute, it allows for a lot of attacking threat. It allows a lot of players to get forward. So, looking at who they have now, available for selection in the forward slash attacking midfield spots, they have Erling Haaland, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Julian Alvarez, and Cole Palmer. Five. You really just have five, don't you? You could count McAtee as well, but... He's really not gonna get. He's not gonna be starting, surely. Um, you have Kovacic, obviously, who's gonna be playing more of an eight role. You can't see him. You know him and Rodrigo. They not. They won't be obviously bombing forward and starting in an attacking role. I would say. But you know, Knox uh, to Bernardo, Mares out the door. De Bruyne injured for a while now. I think. If you were sat on City attackers now, I'd be pretty confident. And I'm not just talking about Holland. I think if you're sat on a Foden or a Grealish, or even or even an Alvarez, I think there's a chance that they that you're gonna get some good minutes out of them. It was obviously annoying seeing Foden not get a return against Burnley because I thought it was excellent. I thought it was really really good. He looked so lively, um, coming off the uh, coming off the right. From this game as well, which was the um, which was the main interesting thing, because you know with Foden, you're expecting him to come off the left, especially off the right, right against Burnley. Um, he was showing some really good trickery in and around the box. I just thought he had to pull the trigger just a little bit more. When he gets swamped, he sort of panics a little bit. Um, I think you know he's almost he's almost playing for fouls because he knows that you know with his with his fast feet, he can cause he can cause defenders to slip up. He can draw them fouls in. Same with Grealish, he's a player who gets fouled quite a lot. So, you know, drawing in pens is a drawing in pens is a good attribute to both of their games. Well, that'd be a blessing or a curse because I'm getting kicked lumps out of every fucking game. But Foden, I'm more than happy keeping about. If you're one of you one of the other people who took a punt on him, he's only 8.7% at the minute, he's a big diff. It I think he's so fine to keep a hold of. He's so fine. And the signs that we saw from that first game. He looks good. How they'll face against Newcastle is interesting because, you know, with how we play, with how we played as a Newcastle fan, you know, with how we played in that first game against Villa, we absolutely destroyed them. We wrecked them, playing them off the pot that second half. And yes, Villa were shit, right? Don't get it wrong. But to do that to a team on the first day of a season, you need to have some semblance of quality, and we had it in abundance. Exploited the high line, we beat their press and dominated it with our own press. And they couldn't hack it. Simple as. And it's now down to us to do the same to City. And whether we can do that the same effect against the best team in the fucking world at the minute is a different story. But, you know, 
as a Newcastle fan, I'm going to be starting both. I'm looking at this from a neutral standpoint. Like, if I was not a Newcastle fan and I was looking at Man City versus Newcastle and I had Foden and Haaland in my team, like I do, I'd be starting both of them. Simple as. So, yeah, to me, Haaland is... Yeah, yeah, Haaland completely fine, obviously. And then Foden and Foden Grealish, I'd probably be starting them both if I had one of, one of the two. You know, if you have Grealish, get them started, I'd say. Alvarez is a weird one as well because, you know, we've not seen him really... We've not seen him nailed down a spot in that squad. Again, it's definitely. I think for me, it's a it's a wait and see. I wouldn't be buying, I wouldn't be buying new City this week. That's for certain. Give it a wait and see, and have a look at what um, Pep wants to do with his forward line. Now that the Bruyne is out, because we obviously saw them play in the Super Cup, the European Community Shield per se, uh, the other night against um, against Sevilla. Just gonna double check the team for that. And who do I start? And um, it was yeah. So the four that I mentioned, the only one that wasn't playing was wasn't starting was Alvarez, um, but he did come on at the 85th minute for Cole Palmer. Uh, but yeah, Foden, Palmer, Haaland, and Grealish were all playing in that team there. With Gavardio getting his start as well. So yeah, Grealish completely fine to keep about. Um, Foden completely fine to keep about, and Haaland no brainer. Keep him in there, boys. Um, also on that same day, uh, England ladies beating the Aussies. Get on the fucking lasses. Bring it home for ladies. Bring it home for on Sunday, man. I need. I, everyone should be fucking watching that game, man. Everyone should be watching that game, man. Big up the lasses. Smashing job. Absolutely smashing job. And um, I, I think that is just the... That is the last on our agenda for this one. So I, a nice and concise one for you. I'm just trying to get these out and... You know, make sure, make sure. You know, if I'm doing these later on in the in the weekend, you know, there's not much time before a deadline. You, know, you don't want anything too long and too extensive. You just want to hear what you want to hear, don't you? So that's what I'm here to bring, is ladies and gentlemen. Um, weirdly, though, I have been locked out my Twitter <laughs> for the account. Um, I was I was putting a tweet out just saying how I'd done on game week one, and um, you know, it sent me to some screen where I just couldn't get off because me either it was the connection or. Twitter was bugging out, but it just logged me out with Twitter, and it's not letting us back in now, so I'm going to try and get back on, hopefully to try and promote a pod, uh, which would be a stinker if I can't, but fuck's sake, yeah, bit annoying that, so cheers Elon, you twat, it's probably because I keep on Twitter and not X anymore, whatever the fucking app's called these days, god, what a knacker, captaincies, um, I would say captaincy and transfers, but I'm rolling. I'm fucking rolling. The only the only way I'd transfer is if I had the Bruyne or James. Let's just put it like that. Um, if I had if I had if I had the Bruyne, probably gone for like a Bruno or a Rashford or um, a City attacker, a Madison, maybe. I think they'd be the picks. Maybe the picks for me. A six point five looking up looking to open up money for Salah, if that's the case. And then James, like I said, Chilwell is the main one. Someone cheap if you want. Captaincy is a weird one. I'm currently on Holland. I'm currently on Holland, and again, it comes back to what I was saying about the food and thing. You know, I'm trying to look at this, look at this from a neutral. Um, I'm looking at this from a neutral standpoint and saying, you know, if I'm in, if I'm not a Newcastle fan, I'm looking at Holland at home. You know, it's he's a he's a demon at the Etihad. He's a fucking demon. I, he strikes fear into me. I'm not gonna. I'm like he strikes fear into me like no striker does in the league. Like, he's an absolute menace. I wouldn't be surprised if he scores. I wouldn't be surprised if he scores. I don't think anyone would be. So, Armand's on him for the minute. The Man U boys interest me as well. Like I said, 
I want a bit of them against that Spurs defence. I really do. I think they can do some damage, even though they weren't amazing at um, at Old Trafford on Monday. I thought Wolves really brought it to them. I thought they did. I thought Gary O'Neill really put on a good show. They deserved a lot more from that, but I'm not going to complain because I had Man United in last man standing. So thank you, the absolute numbskulls at VAR for not giving that penalty. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind captaining them either. And then Saka against Palace is another one. Saka against Palace is more than viable to me. Palace are a good team. I do like them. Uh, but I'd be, I'd be wary. I'd be wary, I think that is. I think that's the word. I think I'd be way more... I think Saka would probably go ahead of the Man U boys, to be fair, just because of the performance that I saw. Saka was just... Saka um, Saka was a lot better uh, than both of them at the weekend. So, yeah, he can do damage. He can score from wherever. Um, he does bits. So, yeah, I'd expect a return though, from uh, Bakayo. And then you got Watkins against Everton as well, if you really want to go different. I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say no at Villa Park. Uh, they've got a lot to come back on. After that first game, they really do. They've got a lot to, uh, they've got a lot to do, uh, a lot to improve. And um, you know, Everton obviously aren't going to come with the same press and intensity that we did. That's a given. But you know, a Dice team is going to be hard work, and they're going to want points. They're going to, they're going to graft their tits off for ninety minutes. So uh, yeah, and Everton, they're, they're making moves. They're making a couple of moves. Jack Harrison uh, is came in on loan, and I think just this morning they've made a bid of twelve million pounds for Che Adams. So, uh, yeah, these uninspiring championship transfers are keep coming in. Keep them coming in. Um, uh, these uninspiring, uninspiring British championship transfers from Daichi. But, you know, if his method was madness, there always has been. So, I don't mind if it keeps if it keeps them up. It keeps them up. If it keeps them stable. keeps them afloat for another season where it can get a few more players and I don't think you'll mind that. So, yeah, he's out to keep them up because that's a, that should be the aim for Daichi. But, yeah, enough on that. Uh, Watkins, again, yeah, wouldn't mind it. He looked good. He looked good against us. But I think with the other options that have presented themselves, I think you'd you're more just looking at him for a return. Uh, to be honest, you know he's he's still. I don't think his ownership is is massive. It's twenty five percent. It's not huge. So yeah, I think he's fine. I think he's fine, Evan. Uh Also on a keeper situation, uh, Matt Turner is obviously been presenting himself as a as a starting option now uh, for this week especially. Obviously, him starting in goal now for Sheffield United. Uh, Nottingham Forest, sorry. No, Nottingham Forest. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, he's got Sheffield United at home uh, tonight in the late kickoff at quarter to eight. So, uh, yeah, I'd be, I'm going to be starting him over Sam Johnston. Um, if you've got any other keepers, I mean, there's not many others that you might have. You know, if you've got, maybe he's a bright, if you've got steel. I think I'd, I think I'd lean towards starting him uh, at Wolves. I think Onana, you could definitely make the case for starting him against Tottenham, but I think I'd lean just more towards Turner. Uh, Martinez, if you're on him, I think I'd have him over um, him against Everton. I'd definitely have um, Turner or Pickford playing Villa. Uh, if you're one of the nutcases who have bought Edison or Allison at the start of the season, you're obviously going to start them. Same with Nick Pope. I think I'd probably bench for Turner. Uh, is it Flecken? Is that who's been starting at Brentford? I'm pretty sure it was. I mentioned this in the last pod. Uh, I forget now. I'm just going to double check. Is it? It is. I'm pretty sure it is Flecken who is in goal for Brentford these days. Double checking. It's Mark Flecken. That's the one. Um, I'd pro- I could give him a nod. I could give him a nod. Uh, it'd be 50-50. Same with Leno. Obviously came up with a 
14 pointer or a 12 pointer one of the two um, in his last game again I think it's up for debate save points are obviously there we've seen uh, he's a great shot stopper as Burnt Leno but yeah again 50-50 on that one if you want to back the save points and hope you can get a clean sheet with no Ivan Tony to be worried about I think I'd I think I'd say yeah go for it but for me yeah Turner he, he trumps a lot of the keepers this week so yeah get him starting and uh, aye that's that's going to be it I'll give you a rundown of the team that I'm going to be rocking with real quick for now what I'm sat on so it's Matt Turner in goal back three of Stupin and Chilwell and Gabriel fingers crossed he starts they all start um, Bruno Fernandes Foden Rashford Saka and Mitoma in the midfield five Holland up top with the armband Saka with the vice and Watkins along siding with a bench of Sam Johnson Yao Pedro Matty Cash and Isak Bore who has got a blank make sure you take your burning players out ladies and gentlemen you don't want to be caught with your pants down so aye, that's going to do it for the podcast today, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you all have enjoyed. hope you all have a good game week two. And hopefully I can get myself back on the Twitter at Black and White FPL. Black White FPL, sorry. Black White FPL on the Bird app or the X app or whatever I call it nowadays. At Alfie underscore Clark 12 if you want to follow me on my personal account as well. I've got a lovely new profile picture as well. It's bloody beautiful. It's me having a pint in the Guinness factory in Dublin at the fucking Sky Bar. It's beautiful. I've got my shades on and a pint in a hop house. I'm looking sexy. Aye. Get on that. Uh, get on the FBL account as well follow it on Spotify so you never miss an upload rate with 5 stars all that jazz thank you very much for listening everyone I've been Alfie Clark this has been a Black and White FPL podcast and I will see you in the next one ta